I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? All right, you guys ready to roll? All right, um, what what do they say? What do they say when they come to town, guys? What what does everyone say? They say, "Welcome to Roast Mortem." This is a show that you're listening to. I wasn't rolling. I wasn't rolling either. God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) You said ready, not rolling. Yeah, I'm rolling now. All right, well, I'll start the show. Keep it in. I'll, no, yeah, Zwick, Zwick, keep that in. In some context, it doesn't matter. I'll do it again. Here I am again. It's me, Tom. Hey, everyone, yeah. and welcome to Roast Mortem. I am Travis, and I am a mortem. I am your Cody for this evening. Hello. And boy, oh boy, do we have a treat for you. Mike didn't show up again. So What? We're... We're going to talk so much smack about this skater boy. What? Mike is having some steamy skater scandalous dates right now. You didn't go with sex for the alliteration. I appreciate that. Yeah, dates. He's he's hanging out with a bunch. He's in a pool of oiled dates. I heard he's out with a hot Asian right now. That's what he said to me. He said, man, I'm out with this hot Asian. And I said, what it's are you doing with her? a fever from the coronavirus? Just like, I'm waiting for her to get off of work. I, I just saw her at work at the massage parlor. I said, oh. Paula, like a real man. Um, yeah, so that's what he's doing right now. Instead of, instead of being here with his friends and cousin and learning about history and making the world a better place, he's out there with wet feet in, in, a, in a inflatable tube getting, yeah. getting tugged off by an Asian woman. Which I also would like to do at some point in my life, but that's not here nor there. Living the dream. We should do a live roast mortem live from a, a happy ending parlor. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely in the cards. Yeah. Uh, so how was everyone's week? Did anyone get a happy ending this week? <laughs> if it, do you, do you, uh, does it count if it's your own? Mm, choose yeah. your own adventure? Choose your own happy ending? <laughs> yeah, choose your own adventure. Cody, you have like a hose on your back right now. Oh, <laughs> it got it's one of them uh, back prods. Yeah, busts the nuts. I'm I'm trying I'm I'm trying to do this new thing with uh, being healthy and not exercising. I'm gonna <laughs> see if it's possible. You no, know what it's I mean? not. I'm still I'm, I'm still gonna eat like shit, not exercise. But um, we'll see where this takes me. What are you gonna do? Just kegels, mostly kegels, and drinking water. Cody, do you know what it's actually like to feel like a little healthy? Have you been there I mean, before? What, I don't. I mean, weren't you on track or something in high school? Or no, no, I, <laughs> I was the I best was joke mathletes. of the evening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mathletes, right? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was. I was on mathletes, right? Okay. Yeah, that. That I no, you can get a work up a real brain sweat with that. I, I fucking do. Shut up. <laughs> Still does. Still in mathletes. All right, so Cody's mathersizing right now. Yeah, that's really and great. Keg- Don't forget the Kegels. Uh, All right, anal it. Kegels, yeah. Why do you always say anal Kegels like there's any other kind? There's vaginal Kegels. It's the same muscle. I don't know, man. Mm. I'm not a woman, and I don't speak for women and their behalf and their muscles. So, All right, let me know. 
I don't know. You're working your prostate. They don't have a prostate to work. That's all I'm saying, Cody. Come on. I think it's all the same thing. But I'm I'm open to be proven wrong here. Let me know. With photos and videos. Okay. (laughs) Very smart. Tom, what about you? Okay, I'm changing this whole game up. There's no more shtick about me not asking your week. uh, Asking you about your week. Excuse me. What's going on here is that I'm insulted that you would ask me. And how the fuck was your week? Oh. No, how was your week? No, dude. Whoa. Don't be a prick. How was your week? No, nah, dude. How was your week? I got nothing. Wow. I got like, nothing. I have a lot of energy right now. You might notice in the volume of my voice. I'm going to try to keep this up. If you don't like this, you're in the wrong podcast because this is how I am now. I think wow. uh, I might be standing down right now. This is a weak standoff right now. Uh, well, look, let me stand down. How was your week? My week, thanks, Tom, by the way. Thank confused you so and much. aroused. My week was great. Uh, I went antiquing yesterday. <laughs> like literally or like hitting people in the fl- face with flour? Yeah, both. I, wow. I just going up to some old lady's booth and just throwing flour in their face. This jackass, bump him or jiggers. <laughs> now I got this like whorehouse lamp. It's How got do you tassels find these on things? it. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. I also I got this film splicer, and I'm gonna try to put my balls in it. Don't. Why? Don't, don't I, do that. I want your weeks just, to be good. I don't want your weeks to be spent in hospitals, dude. It's, I just am trying to look for. You know, you see a lot of DIY uh, DIY stuff online on YouTube. DIY vasectomy. Right. Get yourself a film splitter. Right. Why don't you start like with, with something that's not going to be as terrible to your body and organs? Maybe try to just clip your nails with it first. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad start idea. Start there. Start I, small, and then work your way up, and eventually, then you can give yourself a vasectomy. Tom, and pubes. I Turn like the pubes encouragement. Away. Tom, yes, encourage me. Encourage me. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to turn this around. You know what? I've had a I've had a rough few months here with work and uh you know it's not been all bad everyone's going through shit right now i understand that everyone wants to fucking murder their mom or or strangle their cat or whatever because they need to get outside but um yeah i'm just i'm turning a new leaf i'm tired of being the grumpy tom i'd rather be the um the 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 cement footed how was your week tom tom i'm glad that you're now my uncle right (sighs) all right so we all learned well you know what Uncles are really good at is telling stories. So I'm going to do my know, best. No, no, I didn't know what your week is. It's fine. Don't worry about it. My week is uh. all contained within this story. Uh, slightly, <laughs> oh, right. slightly interjected as I did write this over the week. Tom, the hmm. viewers know who they're listening to. I know who we're listening to. Tell me about the sexual raccoon and who we are roasting that lives on his head. I forgot. You're, yes, you're going to be horny this yeah. entire time thinking about the top of this man's head. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing Davy Crockett tonight, <laughs> the king of the wild Woo! frontier, and uh, he's America's Manila man. Now, like an envelope? Yeah, he just looks like an envelope. Every picture, he's got, like, really tan, like, that colored leather on him. Oh, okay. Like, all right, yeah, yeah. So he looks like he's good um, to, to ship at all times. That frontiersman uh, hide tanning going on. Exactly. But before the Pony Express, he was shipping himself everywhere. So Davy mm. Crockett, let's be very clear. I know this is a big, big thing uh, for a lot of people out there. He's a real person. He's not like Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn or Paul Bunyan or Bigfoot. 
What Although, about Johnny Appleseed? He was he real, real too, and apparently a massive cocksucker. But yeah, the Disney Fest Parker song may imply the other way. You know, Davy, Davy Crockett. Crockett. What a waste of time. Frontier. It made a bunch of boomers think that he wasn't even a real person. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, I know that you're. Well, the last thing you see when you go over Splash Mountain is Davy Crockett giving you a hamburger. Right, and. <laughs> Historically, Disney does teach kids more than any school has. So I need to clear this up. Yeah, yeah. Though so Disney has done a great service to everyone by um, making a, a, a dome for future slaves to live in in a place called Epcot. Okay. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're making it manpowered. They're hiring people at astonishing rates. Is this a Disney or Crockett episode? It's, where it's, are we? We're going back to Crockett, I swear. Okay. But this is where people know Crockett from, because uh, there was this gap in history where media just didn't travel. But he was very well known at his time. Uh, let's unpack this leather-bound nutsack. Oh, okay. Dude, all right. Can we talk about what his nuts were like? Are, are, is that, are we going to talk about? Because like he's a frontiersman, and you imagine any frontiersman nuts... Are gonna have like a lot of ticks because ticks always go to the nuts. And they probably didn't, right? Yeah. Well, y you would think a frontierer would be someone who uh, adventures across the frontier, but the frontierer right. is someone that cries out of the front organ of their body. The frontier. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Davy Crockett isn't top tier; he's frontier. Yes, he is a frontier. Um, yeah, that's that's where we're starting off. So get used to it. So. August 17th, 1786, he's born yeah. to a poor-ass Rebecca Hawkins and John Crockett in Tennessee. Merka was just a, a baby boy. Merka was a America. baby boy spreading its eagle wings. Yeah, good oh! point. Mm -hmm. America mm -hmm. plays a big part in the story, as he never leaves it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, he was the fifth of uh, nine children, just so you know, if you're wondering uh, what he was like in the pecking order. John Crockett was a woodsy frontierer himself, and Rebecca probably helped sometimes. What classified uh, you as a frontierer as a time at at the time was if you went out there and roughed it anywhere yeah. past the Mississippi River. That's and you live there. You were a frontierer at this time because that was like unclaimed it. territory, and there was all kinds of savages over there, and people oh. hated savages, so they would kill them, and that's that's what made you a tough guy. Wait, killing killing the indigenous people of America made you tough? That's what I said. Savages. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, as, a, as a crying shame what we did to the First Nations. <laughs> well, it's a crying shame. The, if you look at history, uh, something I've noticed through doing this podcast, it's all a crying shame. Uh, yeah, he's right. Yeah. And, and then every time there's someone good in history, they've just been fixing something that was a crying shame for much longer than it should have been. Oh, you know, yeah. slavery and then civil rights movement, those two things, like, there's a lot of people in those movements that were very good, but everything that happened before, crying shame. Yeah, yeah history yeah. is uh, pretty brutal. We, I feel like we've learned, learned that. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, back to uh, Dave Crockett here. So his father, John, was always broke and running from debtors. Probably why he was a frontierer, but this happens. You know, his, his father's debt shouldn't be his own. It kind of does become later, but that's not really important. Now, he tried turning that around by um, 
when I say he, John, his father opened a mill. Now that uh, okay. whatever they do at mills, they just throw they mill grass into a, a bucket well, and they, wait until it's money. They just grind shit in the money. Yeah. So they're grinding into money, and then uh, right before the mill was about to open, it gets flooded, and now John is the poorest man again. So he oh, moved no. uh, onto a new venture of building a tavern, but it was a shitty poor person tavern where no chicks hung out, so Saturday, Saturday night crowds were pretty thin. No. <laughs> or oh, here's, here's Deborah the no-tooth. She's in the corner over there looking at the boys on the frontier. Yeah, oh. every night. She's here every night. Every night. I, I was wonder... one of the people that made her lose all the teeth. Did you know that? <laughs> My penis. You know, oh, even though she's wow. uh, terribly out of shape for these areas, she's what you'd call eye candy. <laughs> She'll do it to you real French. <laughs> so the kids help their family by picking berries, chopping wood, milking animals, all that frontier shit that yeah. kids like so much. In their free time, they would toss rocks and listen to the tavern drunks talk about their shitty lives. This was the closest thing these kids had to an education for a long time. But to be fair, it's still an improvement on the dumbass mill they call No Child Left Behind Act, given to you by George... <laughs> Bush Jr., uh, right. one, one of the, uh, the, the dum-dums. I don't know why people stopped making fun of him recently. I see pictures of him, and it's like, I miss this guy yeah. because because Trump. Well, he was a war criminal. Yeah, right? Well, uh, I think that that should be... You know how they take kids to a prison sometimes when you're in school, and you're like, don't yeah, go scared here. straight. They right, don't do that anymore. They don't do it anymore? No. Did you guys it, do that? Or... I never no, did that. I never no, did I, didn't, that. I never intimidated kids when I was in jail. No, we, were on I, Long, we were on Long Island, <laughs> so all the criminals were white collar. Well, I know some Long Island schools did that, but they bring you to jail and they'd be, you know, they talk to some hardened criminal that was basically like, if you, if you say some bad things, we'll give you a pack of cigarettes. Um, yeah. But they should do that with kids, but go to bars and get learnt. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, here's a, hmm. here's like a. A Friday field trip, a Friday night field trip to like the local dive bar, and then you just have some guy like, when I was your age, yeah, we all knew that if you had seven baseball cards, you could get a handy. Right. It's it, it does make wow. sense. I like this initiative that you're bringing up. I'd like to see this. Uh, perhaps we could start with New York State pushing that through. Um, because it's like there's no quantifiable way to take all the all of the knowledge that's in like wet Frank's head and, <laughs> yeah. and put it on paper okay. for these kids. You have to expose them to wet Frank and yeah, just, just keep a chaperone and eye shot. He's not going to do anything wrong. Probably he's, not. He's dying of smoking and drinking too much. Yeah. The kids maybe, are going to be like, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe little Billy will leave with like a, with a buzz from a line of Coke in the bathroom, but who cares? He's only eight. He's got to see the world sometimes. You're allowed to be eight. I hate that being eight is a crime now. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. All right. So Davey was fascinated with these stories by guys like Wet Frank. Uh, they had these stories from foreign lands and strangely tall grass and encounters with savages. Uh <laughs> First Nation. You do that all episode, aren't you? First Nation. Yeah, uh, I, I will, until they're not savage anymore. That does come up. Uh -oh, um, okay. So his dad uh, did send him 
to a school when he was around the age of 12, but it only lasted for four days. You see, there was this bully kid there. Four days in, kids picking on him, yada, yada, yada. So he's like, all right, I got you. I'm David Crockett. I have a raccoon on my head. Does he have a raccoon on his head already? I actually don't know. I cannot tell you when he, he started did. doing that, but I think it's safe to did. assume from an early age. He, he did. fell out uh, of his mom like that's, that. That's a real coming-of-age story about when a man gets attracted <laughs> to a raccoon and he puts it on his head. Ugh. Because well, I don't know. I mean, just I, tie I, that I, around. Part of my thrifting, I saw the other day that some place was selling raccoon bone penises. Raccoons oh. have a bone in their penis. Yes, I did hear about that. And they were selling it, and I, hmm. I said, you know what? I'm a bit, I moved on from my childhood. I don't need this bone penis anymore. <laughs> well, uh, it's good that you grow up. Uh, I like to see yeah. you grow up, even though we're four days apart in age. I like to watch <laughs> you grow up. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah, so he's getting bullied, so he decides to jump out from behind a tree and attack this kid, beat the shit out of him on his way Honorable. home. Honorable. Right. I like it. So instead of going to the school and facing the music, oh, what are you, what, what are you done? He's just like, I'm not going to school anymore. I'm going to go walk around the fucking woods because I'm Davy Crockett. So Davy Crockett doesn't go back to school, and his dad doesn't find this out till like, six months later. When he gets a letter from the principal that was probably hand delivered by uh, a savage or something, one of the uh, uh, and Stop, he's just why like, do you keep saying that? I don't know. This is what Stop the it. book. I, this is what the book I was reading <laughs> said. Tom's oh, okay. being period appropriate. I think. Okay, well, books they only tell the truth. It's smart area. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So basically, he he would leave every morning with his brothers and sisters. The nine of them would leave the house to go to school. But Davey would just dip out and go, like, shine blueberries and shit. <laughs> I like that. All right. So when his father found out, he smacked the shit out of him, like any good father back then. And Davey ran away from home for three years. That's, that's, that's a span. Yeah. It's a, it, I miss home. Anyway. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like kids always run away from home for, like, two hours. But I guess, like, back in the day... It's yeah, there, there wasn't MapQuest, so he just got lost for three years. Yeah. Yeah, John's probably like, uh, it's been a month starting to get worried about this kid. Now it's like, uh, it's been 45 minutes since I looked at my kid's browsing history on Google Chrome. Yeah. I'm starting <laughs> to get anklet, worried about this kid. Yeah, his anklet hasn't pinged him in, uh, in an hour, so I don't know where my son is. He must be doing heroin, oh no! It, ridiculous that this guy runs away. Three years, he wandered around the South. Sleeping in the woods, stopping in towns to work for odd jobs and shit. And then he turns 13. He's just like, I'm being an idiot. So he goes back home and the parents are like, I wasn't going to beat you anymore. So he's totally welcome back home. There he is in Tennessee. Oh, no problem. Good. It all works out. End of story. So now, Davey, he's, he's 16 and he's like, I'm getting kind of old. So he's ready to start <laughs> looking for a woman and settle down since, oh. you know, like 16, most kids were married by then. Yeah, he's almost ready for retirement at 16. I mean, mm -hmm. He wanted that partner. He wanted that, uh, he didn't want to pay for his happy endings anymore. He didn't want to be like Travis. Like, he only did that with a raccoon once. He wore it uh, like a hat. Tom, you said you didn't find any research on that. So, based on historical precedent, we can uh, <laughs> deduce that he had sex with raccoons all the time. Let's be honest. Okay, fine. Fine. It's funnier this way. Yeah, he's so, like funnier wrong. He's so like you're the guy saying, in Naked Gun who who Naked Gun Three who stops Priscilla Presley at the truck stop with the booby hat, who just really wanted to show what he was into. 
Yeah, so you're saying he's looking for a partner that's open-minded. She's a little bit liberal in back in the, the 19th century. Right. Uh, that wants to have an open relationship with Davy Crockett and his raccoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that's good. It's a good setup, too, for the next part of the story. Uh, you that. see, one day, while he's out hunting, he found himself on the doorstep of a German household where he ended up having a sleepover there because people did that back then. I, do, I don't know why. Uh, we don't do this anymore where you just can't knock on the door and be like, I, I need a place to sleep for the evening. Give me a German couch. Right. Th- that should be welcoming. Like, let me get one of those bread dumplings. Uh, <laughs> the daughter of the household was, to quote Davy from one of his diaries, as ugly as a stone fence. <laughs> now, this stone wow. fence chick was trying to make a move, but Crockett, Crockett wasn't that desperate. I mean, he had something to fall back on. We all know right. that already. Right. Travis right. filled us in. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He let her know that. He was like, it's not going to happen, lady. I got shooting to do. So Shoot, Shooting. <laughs> well, 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 shooting well. with his yes. raccoon orgy in the woods. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think she wanted to liquor him up, though. She saw something strapping about the way he was. Uh, you know, he was he had really rough feet, and, you know, manly things. So yeah. I think she wanted to get him on her good side and um, or vice versa uh, and liquor him up a bit. So she goes, uh, hey, uh, you should go to me to this harvest festival tomorrow. It's a uh, we, we harvest things here and we celebrate it because that's that's what frontiering is. Uh, there's going to be tough guys telling cool stories, plenty to drink, and lots of hot babes with large childbearing hips and fatty titties. I Do like it. all those things. Yeah, that, that's it. You just quoted Davy Crockett. Can I harvest one of those ladies? <laughs> that's, that's the point. Yeah, Davy so, was like, oh, will they be thick? thick. Mm. Uh, at the yes. harvest party, he met a girl named Holly. And the two got along while the stone-faced girl watched from a distance, probably baking her <laughs> pubic hair into a granola bar for Davy. <laughs> it was strange times back then. I think she was making one of the first ever butt plugs with a tail. Raccoon tail. All right. She was oh, like just wow. sitting there whittling it into like wood or something. And like in the woods with a stick trying to catch a raccoon. Right. Yeah. She, she's the one who's like, I'm going to go out there and milk the cows for dad so I can get the creamiest of the cream that comes to the top. Uh-huh. That's what I'm using to condition this condition for human it. use. Yeah. Yep. Well, Polly, uh, the, the, the girl that Davy was into, Polly ended up liking Davy. Davy wanted to ask her for her hand. So he worked for six months to get a horse, which would be like, um, kind of like to peacock with. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not useless. My dad's poor. I'm not poor. Right, he's, he's, buy, he, he's yeah. going out and buying a used like Honda Civic. That's ca- mm-hmm. like, yeah. guess what? I got this thing. Yeah. Right, we're gonna but, go. We're go. I could take you to a dairy barn whenever you want, Dairy Queen. I could take you to Dairy Queen whenever <laughs> you want. You like dairy barns? That's not a thing. No more. Thing. Uh, her parents, Polly's parents, on the other hand, didn't like the idea of letting their daughter marry a poor frontier boy. Eventually, Davy took. Uh, the two horses he ended up at- obtaining because he's a hard worker. Whoa, Bogo! One for me, one did they did they have his and hers on it? Maybe. Yeah, mono- monogram brands <laughs> on the ass of the horse. Very, very. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those values, the monogrammed thing, his and hers. I think we could well, do without that. 
Uh, well, you know what we can do without... This is a kind of a tangent, but I almost feel like Davy Crockett might be into this if she's into it, because it's always if she's into it. Right. Is getting the object that has the name of the object on it. So he gets, like, horse. <laughs> he gets, like, a horse, and it just says horse on the side. Oh, or, okay. like, gun. Gun. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I Raccoon think... Raccoon hat. Raccoon hat. I think that that preference does slightly skew towards women. Oh, yeah. That's very but, I mean, cute. He's getting cute. it for her. Right, right. So that's nice of him. So anyway, he rolls up to Polly's parents' house to ask her for her hand in marriage. And the two were about to ride off and get married anyway. And the father stopped him and was just like, hey, man, sorry about being a dick before and calling you poor, even though you are. Uh, why don't you have the wedding here? So Davey replied, mm. tell your stupid bitch wife to apologize to me for being a real piece of shit and I'll think about it. Quote. Oh. So uh, so she apologized uncouth. and Davey and Polly were married. Wow. Damn. And what about this, this stone-faced woman? She no, deserves we hanging out. She probably died. She's dead now. Dysentery. I know that. Yeah, dysentery. dysentery. Dys always dysentery. Yeah, she yeah. probably walked like, you know, to the bank once to deposit a penny and was fucking didn't make it she got the tea well, you know or that something she, you know that she was like 60 or something with like her husband that she married like 30 years ago or 40 years ago and davy crockett's like become a national star He's like you know i i boned him yeah it starts telling those stories yeah oh wow he was real drunk but i boned him he kept calling me raccoon baby i think she's allowed to do that though because she did hook him up with Polly, the large-breasted right. and and large-hipped, baby-bearing hips, Polly. Yeah, so more importantly, how was Polly's pocket? Bingus. Well, that's, that's a great question. So the two, they were, the, they were poor, and they married as, as they did. They rented a small farm and had a couple cattle that Polly's dad gave them. Wow, great way to start your milk life off. Polly was good at this woman shit, like sewing and not talking. He worked the farm, but they were still really poor. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. They had two kids, and Davey didn't really want to be a dad, so he just kind of, like, wanted to change his game plan. He's like, I don't know about this shit. This is fucking dumb. So he was a good hunter, so he tried to make money doing that. You so got, if, if you're, you're a good hunt, if you're a good hunter, if you've accidentally had children, I know that happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. Accidents happen, but if you're a good hunter, you can always train your kids like bloodhounds. Just don't teach them any English. Oh, wow. uh, keep them in a cage outside, and when you go yeah. hunting, you have to train them to the smell of like I don't know pheasant blood. Yeah, and then you just let them loose, and they'll collect your shit for you. What do you feed these people, Travis? What do you feed these um, uh, abominations uh, unto the Lord? I, what I, no, I do have a trick. If you want to feed them, keep them healthy, fit, lean, get chicken bouillon, sand in the bowl with chicken bouillon. Nice. <laughs> and yeah. then flavored sand for these children. Right. Or, uh, you don't, you're not supposed to call them children. They're, they're things. So that's the grit. Where's the shrimp? Uh, <laughs> shrimp. It's called earthworms. You have to be resourceful. Yeah. So, that, you know, so instead of like rocky uh, mountain oysters, it's frontier shrimp and grits. It's sand and worms. <laughs> yep. That sounds don't, delicious. Don't forget the bouillon. Don't forget mm -hmm. the bouillon, though. That sounds like something that you would get at a Dairy Queen in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Polly was not happy about this, and uh, she wasn't getting any attention. He's, he's out there shooting 
for days at a time. He's like, oh, I'm a hunter. This is what I do now. I avoid you for yeah. a profession. You want to eat? Don't bother me. <laughs> so wow. the, pla- the places they lived, because they moved around a bunch, they were all neglected. And Davey, um, Davey was like, oh, I'll fix this window when we move in, and then just never did it. And then he, he was never doing anything around the house. He was just outside looking at squirrels and mushrooms. Um, that's what Davy Crockett was. He was waiting for the big game and being friends with all the rodents. Well, Davy was a true American. He understood that the woods is the true man cave. I don't like that term, man cave. Why not? Dude, it's an American term. The it man is an American cave. term. It, it's definitely a, because yeah. it's a room. It's just a room. It's the room. No, it's because the room. I, I, what, what, what did, when did it, men think it was all right to go from my study? Where you leave me alone to study this, sounds better. Th- study sounds so good because that's where Den? you fucking study. You know what it's like to study. You've jerked off several times while studying uh, every week. Yeah, yeah. You're allowed to have that. Why do we call it a cave, man cave? A, oh, that's Den? like Den's cool too. Den is for the family though. That's where you raise children, and that's study. where you buy soft furniture you don't care for. So when the kids hit their heads on it, it's fine. I'm off to the study. Clean up the den, wife. The problem with it is that man cave, since the times of, this is going to history, but since the times of Davy Crockett, we've men have become weak. And whereas a, a man cave used to be the woods that he just covered in cum and got damp and turned crystallized into a cave, now it's hmm. like you have your video game posters on the wall and a lazy leather lazy boy. Where's the cum? Fill that room up with cum on the walls. Cave I think it. Yes, yeah, stalactites, stalagmites do drip yeah. both oh, yeah. ways. Yep, make it happen. All right, let Whoa. me continue here. So Please. he was he was an excellent shot. He was a skilled trapper. He was all those things that he needed to be. He sold he meat, shooting? fur, and fat, and moved from town to town, just delivering it. Like, hey man, it's me, Davy Crockett. And they would go, I don't know who you are, but I'll <laughs> take some of that moose meat you got. So Ooh. he'd drag his family with him from shitty town to shitty town, shanty to shanty. He was always renting. Terrible credit. Mm. <laughs> okay. He was on an endless search for bears to kill. Love killing bears. He was basically like an adult Tommy Pickles. <laughs> You're going to have to explain that one, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, well, I never saw Tommy Pickles kill bears. Are you getting that in the Revenant mixed up? No. What, like, all Tommy Pickles wanted to do was see things that weren't there, like responsibility, and go on adventures. And shoot things, which they didn't show in that TV show, because Viacom has some very strict rules about what can be shown, especially if it's done by children. Yeah. This was Tommy in the real world scenario with grass under his feet, a diaper made out of pelt, and and, and, wow. and, and scraping his way through caves with his screwdriver, which was really just a rifle. So this is, this is three years after Rugrats all grown up. This is what happens. He, he <laughs> crash lands in the in in the Yukon. This is this is Stu and whatever his wife's name was the Dee 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 having twins and and not accepting that as a fact and selling one to an underprivileged family <laughs> in West Tennessee and they raised this child this. with he lived in a trailer with no doors on it and and now. He's out in the woods. He's an adult now. That's our Davy Crockett. All right. I love tying it into the Rugrats universe. I hate it. <laughs> well, because uh, like, I am a child. 
I didn't see. I I never paid attention to like the horrid spinoff, all grown up. Oh, I could so, like. I for, saw like half an for episode. For all I though. know, maybe this happened in that series. I'm an aficionado, so yeah. I, I don't know. So anyway, let's move along. Please, yeah. Now you can't go into unexplored. <laughs> Excuse me, I got a little tongue tied because I've been drinking coffee and um, popping, popping a lot. Uh, you can't go into unexplained territories without running into a few savages. Okay. Now, Davy wasn't the only guy doing this. The whites were securing, uh, they were searching for their means in the untamed dwellings of the Native Americans. Driving Thank up you, detention. Tom. There we go. A better word. You messed up. A better up. word. I didn't mess you up anything. Up. This, is, this is the book I read. I don't agree with that terminology, but I am here to paint a picture of the time period. All right. All right. I denounce... A lot of words I've said. You pronounce you, a lot of words you say. How about this? Yeah, I pronounce them, and now I'm denouncing. You can take that <laughs> clip out of context, and then I'm basically forgiven for everything. Uh, a Shawnee leader named uh, Tecumseh. Tecumseh. That's that's gonna oh. be. It's got the word "come" in it, so come. you know he's a real guy. Yeah, cummy. Um, now cummies. Now all this tension's happening out there, and uh, Tecumseh he he goes to all the other tribes in the West in an effort to unite against the white folks, stopping them from building so many Whataburgers. Yeah. Tecumseh <laughs> is a dude worth looking into. I'm not going to do that much this episode, but he started uh, what is known as Tecumseh's War, which eventually turned into the Creek War, which resulted in the War of 1812 and all the massacres that happened within those wars. Ah. So a little tum cummy is is yeah, okay. affecting the world on a like uh, the uh, the world. There you go. You're gonna get mad at me for saying savages, but you're gonna you're gonna put um the the equivalent of the Native Americans Martin Luther King, cum tummy. That's your name for him. <laughs> cum isn't racist. Uh, yeah, but cum tummy is like the name of a uh, a, a a big gay porn star. I was going to say, it sounds like uh, the Japanese equivalent of, like, Pinkberry. You can go in and just get yogurt at a cum tummy. Yeah, okay. cum tummy. That, that is nice. Yeah, I just do, I, I, I do want to draw a line there. Not to sit, not to belittle any porn stars, straight, gay, or whatever it is, but the political values behind those people don't exactly match up to those of uh, a man like Tecumseh, who was trying to save his entire nation from being run over by people like Andrew Jackson. Or Davy Crockett was he there too? Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about him in a bit. Um, right. We're, go, we're th there's a lot of history in this one. I know we do history all oh, the time. Holy shit! But to understand Davy Crockett, you have to understand this period that we rarely talk about because it's between wars. Okay, it's also America being fucking bullies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, this is a terrible time in in history. So, uh, the event that sparked Davy's interest in uh, all these battles. These, uh, the Creek War, which was happening at the time, uh, was a conflict called the Fort Mims Massacre, a fairly publicized slaying of 247 white folks by Native American forces in southern Alabama. I think we've talked about this one before. I think hmm. we did with, I, I forget who it was. I can't remember was. who it was, but yeah. Yeah, so this was, a, this was a big one down south. This actually, because this was such a brutal slaying of uh, the, the white people, they were so mm -hmm. mad after. They were like, they got, the problem is, is that they got the kids. Well, if, you, if they the left the kids no. alone, then probably wouldn't have been such a bad retaliation against. The, the problem was, was the white people got their butts pushed in. And they were like, yes. 
like, this isn't, I mean, like, the word, the insensitive word you've been using, Tom, that I'm not going to say. You can say it that's because it's they, con- there's nothing wrong they, with saying savages. I mean, like, I think those people were savage in a modern context, like, ill. They savage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. That, right. that, yeah. that term. Yeah, that's what was, Tom's been doing. Yeah, exactly. See, the, 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 that's one of the few terms out there that took a turn in the 60s. And you couldn't say it. It was the N word of the '60s, and now it's back to being a normal word. All right, is it? Yeah. Look at this. We have a guy named Twenty One Savages. <laughs> that is very true. Twenty one of them. Yeah. Look, I'm. Was not, he referring to the Mims War? Of course he was. He's an intelligent man. This okay. Twenty One Savages. Uh, so anyway, uh, Davey heard about that slaughter, and he was compelled to check out what was going on. And Polly did like that idea because he was always just run away anyway so if he ran even further away um nothing but davy he went off with a small band of men and uh he he had rallied them from this place they were staying in mississippi and he met up with some other white troops and joined forces with the tennessee militia now he was under the command of a few officers and this is the first time he's uh has to listen to anybody because remember, he's just in the woods, and he has to listen to Mother Nature. Oh, uh, okay. I see oh, no, I have to listen to someone. Yeah. What the fuck is a superior? <laughs> right. He was out scouting a mission with some other men when he gathered some reliable information about the location of the Native Creek warriors that were approaching the troops. So he went back to the commanding officer and was like, um, yo, I know where they're coming from, and they're coming that way and soon. So the officer, <laughs> officer was like, uh, I don't believe you. You're wearing a hat that's made out of raccoon. Get wow. out of my face. Ha ha, yeah. he said. He said, ha ha, get out of here. Uh, so shortly after that, this is a small group of people. This is like 50 men. Okay. So there, everyone's in earshot. So shortly after that, another officer reported the same thing. And the senior officer acted like, oh my God, we have to do something about this. So Davey's uh-huh. like, what the fuck, dude? I just said that. Oh, he got fucking army splained. Yeah. He got, yes, he got arms plained. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, this fucking prick officer probably never hunted a bear in his life. And Davey was like, this guy's a pansy. Why am I listening to this guy? So he did <laughs> stick around the army, but his view of these officials was now just sullied. Davey, Davey probably said, like, the only bear that this man's hunt is one of them city bears. <laughs> oh, now you're going to introduce a gay joke. Yeah, well, here we go. I- <laughs> That was a good. That was a funny joke. What's the harmless, pornography harmless, really? called, Travis? Manifest Destiny. Hey, I get called a bear <laughs> all the time. I'm not ashamed. No, I'm you flattered. Should you should be proud. You should be proud. Yeah, I'm flattered. Definitely be proud. Um, he spent most of his time in the army collecting meat for the other troops, as that's what he did best. Meat collector. Yeah, he's he's got to feed the troops, and everyone was grateful for him. Everyone liked Dave. He was fun. In 1815, after the Creek War, which the natives lost. If you didn't know, Davey went back home. Now they're in Tennessee to see his family. But upon arriving home, he discovered that his beautiful wife, Polly, had died. Some kind of frontier disease got her. You know how frontier diseases are. We already talked about that. So like a bunch of snakes like came out of like the laundry room and she fell over and the snakes bit her in the face. Happens way too often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly that. If there was um, if there was a ribbon for that type of death, Travis, what color would it be? Uh, because rustic, pink is breast cancer. It's rustic beige. <laughs> rustic beige is yeah. for when you fall into a 
pile of snakes. And well, as I have the great American phrase, tie a rustic beige ribbon, or, ribbon around the old oak tree. Yeah. Uh, and remember all those lost women that <laughs> fell by snakes biting them in the face. Oh, it's only women. What, what color for men is it like? For, well, men don't get anything. Men yeah. don't get anything. Yeah, that's just a Prostate statistic. cancer kills way more men than, than uh, breast cancer, but we well, still seem I mean, to be fixated on that one. Well, I mean, there was, there is the old American saying uh, when you're in the bar, Chug a lug! You're driving me mad! You're driving me crazy! And that goes out to the men that have fallen down and had a newt bite them in their left nipple. Right, so... Uh, a guy named Steven and a guy named uh, Hankery. <laughs> yep, those are the men. Right. Fallen so brothers. Men. Fallen brothers. We, uh, gone but not forgotten. Chug a lug! Couple 9-11s on our case. Anyway, so now he, he had to take care of these three kids, which I guess were just sitting there with their legs crossed until he got home. Yep. So a Native he, American style? Yeah, Native yeah. American style. I wouldn't just letting the corpse of the mother fester. Like, <laughs> yeah, well. don't worry. I'll I will politically correct my way out of this episode. Everyone Get will there, be baby. asking me for forgiveness by the end of this. So he asked his brother and his wife to move in with him to help with some domestic duties. As David Crockett was useless with that stuff, he's like, I can't tie shoes. I make moccasins. So, um, <laughs> he they're there. The the they show up. His brother, his wife, they're hanging out. But you shouldn't have sex with your brother or his wife. So, I mean, you could, but you shouldn't. So, you, um, no. you shouldn't. So, th that's uh, well, one thing well. we can't fault Davy Crockett for, which tends to be a roast mortem thing. A lot of incest, but he um, didn't have it. Really? Yeah, no incest here. Having sex with family members he's not supposed to have sex with, never did that once. All right, wow. Tom. Well, here's another historical precedent here, because, like, just because it didn't say it in your book, and he's having sexual intercourse with raccoons, right. doesn't mean that it wasn't a possibility. That the raccoon would be his sister? <laughs> yes. All right. I, I, I don't know. Shauna, Shauna the raccoon. She showed up. It was not her, not Davy's fault. He looked all sexy the, with a raccoon lipstick on. The things we were able to do in, 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 in 1850s science, we were able to make so many <laughs> brothers and sisters mix matching like a goddamn bag of jelly beans. Anyway. Whoa. So. He meets this new lady named Elizabeth Patton. She was a widow from the same war that he had returned from. So they mm. Brady bunched up. They got a big family now. Now, story goes, on their wedding day, during the ceremony, a pig barged into the chapel, <laughs> causing the people to do old-timey things like faint and puff their cheeks. <laughs> Davy himself kicked the pig out and yelled, quote, Old hook, from now on, I'll be the... I'll be doing the grunting around here. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Classy. I like this. Yep. <laughs> I would have loved, like, the priest to be like, not again. Like, it's some kind of common happenstance <laughs> for pigs to invade weddings. <laughs> oh, man. He's eating the flowers. <gasps> I say, you see that pig? <laughs> 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 Now, it's, it's beautiful. Now, I'd like to imagine that Polly's soul was transferred into that pig when she died. Yeah. Like, like Chris Rock's Down to Earth movie. And that was her last attempt to tell Davy that she still loved him. I was probably fixated on that idea for about 40 minutes. Yeah. And I had to write it into the script. You kept so it in your pocket. So you're, call, you're calling Davy Crockett's Polly Pocket, Polly Crockett Pocket, 
Mm-hmm. You're calling Polly Crockett Pocket a pig? I'd like to imagine that. I'd like to imagine that that beautiful woman's soul had transferred into a, a, a beautiful swine's body. Yeah. And All right. that was the last, like, we still love you. Still love you. <laughs> Some pig. I mean, they say pigs are a lot like humans. Uh, well, well, you we'll know have the pigs ask- have, like, the pigs have half-hour orgasms. What? You didn't what? know that? No, I didn't know that. Pigs, How do you like, know that? Why do I know that? <laughs> well, now here comes the real roast mortem mystery of the evening. Uh, the, uh, sna- uh, I learned it on the bottom of Snapple Cap. Oh, yeah, okay. yes, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. A thought- nice little lady that wrote all those wrote, pigs fucking come for a half an hour. I yeah, put ver- it under verbatim. Yeah, yeah. Actually, if you open up any Snapple on Fire Island, that's the fact you get. <laughs> It's all those on Fire Island. Like, yep. you can't open a bottle that doesn't say that. No one reads there anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Davy Crockett spent time hunting and grunting. Yeah. Okay. Crockett moved the family, right? Well, it worked, because he was talking about grunting before, so I had to write that segway. down. Segway, segway. Yeah. Segway! Crockett moved the family to a new spot in Lawrence County, where he became a commissioner, dividing up county land i don't really know how this happened but i guess there was only like seven people there so there were jobs left and right this one's yours this one's yours he eventually was elected as a justice of the peace in this town of lawrence county or county of lawrence county uh i like i like how like sometimes nowadays the word peace p-i-e-c-e is like slang for your dick Yes. He's a justice of the peace. Yeah, I mean... That's I, funny. I, I suppose... That's where my head went. Yeah, that's... You know, if your head went there, I'm, I'm trying to connect it and really get there with you, but I can't. We do not discriminate against the foreskin or the foreskin list. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. We'll discriminate, uh, we'll discriminate against women, but... Um, yeah, not but foreskins, no. No, no, we don't care about that so much. That's Those are the fine details. In 1821, he somehow got elected to take seat in the Tennessee General Assembly, a fine institution of men, some of which could even read and write. Whoa. hey oh, we got some regular old muzzies up in this shit. Right, now, let me ask you to a favor. Um, podcasters, you can listen in to their decision. I can spend about three minutes talking about the Tennessee General Assembly as dryly as possible, or we can just skip that. I love so, political history. What about you, Cody? Give me seven words. Seven words. All right. Well, then you, you get right. seven words. It's not that dry, I suppose, then. It's just all wet. Um, it's the state legislator. Oh, cool. All right. For Tennessee. Awesome. It's the state <laughs> legislator. For Tennessee, yeah, that's seven words. Close, there you go. There you go. All Perfect. Right, cool. All Tons right. Genius. So he's he's there. He's showing up to the state legislation with his raccoon potty. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah there he is. is. How, how'd that's you know? Guy. Now, Davey, he was. He starts showing up there. People, they're like, I like this guy. He tells stories really well. I guess hanging out around drunk guys in his dad's poor person tavern really. Got him to spin a good yarn in his older age. That's uh, why we had to send children to dive bars. I cannot help but second this with my entire life. 
What do they do with the dive bars? Is like they I need listen, f- they learn. Need, yeah, but I need dual functionality, like here, Travis. I don't like, know. You could do math in the corner, Cody. If you don't want to listen to fucking old Gerald talk about how his first Oldsmobile he made love to. It's true. You find some interesting people in dive bars. I remember being in a dive bar once uh, where there was lots of smoking inside, even though it's been illegal for for fifteen plus years. Um, wow. And a, and a guy I was playing pool with asked me where I went to school or uh, college. And I told him, frankly, I said, I did not go to college, sir. I'm not educated. And I use that word. And he came up to me around the table, grabbed my shoulder. And he was, I would guess, about 6'8". And wow, shredded. And this guy puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, no, you're educated. And I'm oh! pretty sure I'm pretty sure that was him ingratiating me into like his white power racist thoughts. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, which made me feel like <laughs> terrible because I was like, this guy really thinks like that. Like oh, I made a no. joke, and he was just like, "No, you're not one of those." And I was like, "You're a fucking oh, asshole." Oh boy! I never saw oh, that yeah. guy again. So, well, but I, I, I mean, that's that's part of the, what the children would learn about. It's not all good things at the dive bar. The world isn't fucking Mario Kart where you always can catch up to the fucking guy you're trying to fucking. <laughs> oh my beat. god! This is a dive bar. These are Rubber like there's people everywhere. Yeah, exactly. You know? it's, I, that's a good point, Travis. It's not all good at the dive bar, but you can learn a lot about what's at the dive bar. Yeah, um, and then you don't the have du- then you don't have douchebags at bars that don't talk to anyone that sit at their own fucking table. It's about That's changing me. the youth. Yes, I like that For idea. For the better? Question mark. And you I know don't that- know. Just change them. <laughs> it's wrong now. Just do something different, society. Please. If it's they're so, flossing. If it's so bad, they can always change back. Now, <laughs> okay. Folks liked hanging out. We're getting back to Davey now, okay? I, I, I'm sorry. I had to tell you that story because I was really uncomfortable because I knew where that guy was going. I was like, you're not a nice man. You're a, you're a terrible person. Um, that was probably Davey Crockett. And he was trying to compliment me. So it was, you know, I'm torn because my ego. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Davey, he's at this this Tennessee uh, assembly. Everyone likes him. He's, he's got this good sense of humor. He, he, he became a Freemason pretty easily, I guess, when they were figuring that out. So I know he had a lot of friends, wink, wink. Oh, a lot of <laughs> reptilian friends. Mm-hmm. Now, so he got in before the velvet rope was up on the Freemasons? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. If, huh. if, if, the velvet rope is it's, it's there. I know a Freemason now, and he didn't tell me all the details, but he said they're... Let's put it this way. The, the rope is long and thick. Mmm. You're talking some sexual conspiracy right now. Long, thick ropes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I just got it. Okay. Yep. It's long and velvety, too. Keep that in mind. In 1825, we had to continue now, guys. We got got distracted with with stories and ropes. Ropes. In 1825, he ran for a seat in the House of Representatives. He lost the election to the incumbent, but ran again in 1827. Um... (laughs) He got the election. So, he got in there. So two years so, later, if you didn't know that, that's how we do our representatives here in the States. It, it, it hasn't really been working because there's a lot of old bags that need to get out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So but this is back when the political parties were all, all old-timey-wimey and had funny names like the Know-Nothings and the Wigs. Yes, Davy Crockett was a Tories. wig. He was a wig? Yes, wow. I believe, but, but I don't think for a long period of time. I think so he just he, ran under that name. I don't think he didn't really associate with a party. Well, like, I think it's because he showed up to Congress and they were like, is that a wig on your head, sir? 
Sure. And he's like, no, it's a raccoon. It's making it's a people raccoon, vicious but... love to my, rabies love to my scalp. Mm. It's exfoliating. Yeah, rabies making. It's, 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 great point. Yeah, maybe that's why he was a wig. Um, overall, for a guy who spent most of his life in the woods, he was killing it. Once he got the seat in the house, his first move was to have several portraits made of him. <laughs> PR, I like it. Yeah. Though he was still well-liked by many other congressmen, his ignorance of the issues being brought to the floor began to show. He really didn't know anything about politics. He came from Tennessee. Things were simpler back then. There were no abortions. There were, it was just Tennessee, okay? Oh, I'm Tom. There were <laughs> abortions, but they were done <laughs> using twigs and yeah. whatever a, you found in the basement. A okay. pushing up the stairs. Right. Yeah. There were, and, and no one got their nose involved, is what my point is. When you yeah. had it, it was just there. But then God hated you forever, because back then, God had a lot more power. Uh. So now, he, like I said, no idea of politics. Uh, and, and to be fair, Davy Crockett is a real man. And politics are fake. They're all fake. <laughs> They're a construct, so, yeah. but yes. Yeah. So, of course, a, a guy who's as real as Davy Crockett that just rolls around in dirt all day, he's not going to fucking... He's just like, I don't get your games. I don't get this. Uh, he was into limiting power of the federal government and against handouts of any kind. Now, do not be mistaken. He was extremely charitable with his own money and urged other congressmen to do the same with their money. He recognized that the Constitution claimed that the Congress did not have the right to use their taxpayer money to do so. So, okay, here's an example. When a, wid a widow of a vet came to Congress asking f to be subsidized some income on behalf of her husband's service, even though the husband had lived many years past his active duty years, Davy shot down that idea quick as fuck. Boo! Now, hmm. Well, that's what he heard from all the other congressmen. The congressmen yeah. are all like, Davy, you're cold, dude. This bitch is almost homeless. And he was just like, hey, idiots, we don't know how many of these widow, widow types are out there. And if we set a precedent for taxpayers that they didn't okay. vote on then we'll be going against that whole taxation without representation thing. So remember how much we hated that 50 years ago? Can we still fucking hate that? He then said that he'd give this lady the money himself. It's like, here, take it. Take my money. I'm fucking poor. So he exalts the taxpayers' funds over right. personal funds. Exactly. So he was the Yeah, but here's the catch. He's getting paid by the taxpayers. He was the poorest congressman at the time. Yeah, because he's giving it away to everyone. Which is fine by me, because it's a lot better than those fucking Bill de Blasio types just running the fucking city into the ground for no reason. You gotta Without look out for your vets. Hats. That's all I'm saying. Your vets and your vets' family. I'm not saying that that shouldn't be a thing, but that needs to be written in before. You can't retroactively do shit like that. That's what charities are for, and then you make laws about them that people can vote on. Okay. That's the Just point it, he was trying to have make. It he's not, have it in writing. Have it in writing. He's not saying that you shouldn't help this woman. He said on, uh, you shouldn't fuck over American people by putting them in debt, a, a thing that we're not used to living here. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Interesting. This did win a lot of people over, and I do agree with this sentiment. I do, I do believe the state should cover the vets and all that shit, all that fucking... Uh, it's either get, make sure they're dead or cover them. Like, if they didn't get killed in a war, keep make more wars for them. Get them killed. Whoa. Or, oh! Whoa. Or, or, no! It's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> okay? True. Cover the vets. They're, they, they did something for you. And you brainwashed yeah. them. Um, so this is why he was such a people's person. He was able to take his stances on stuff and explain them 
with his simple Tennessee flair. All right. He's got now, that da- flair. Davey did three terms. Two that lasted between 1827 to 31, and then again in 1833 to 35. During his second term, he vehemently opposed Andrew Jackson's Indian Removal Act. Really? Yeah. He was very pro-Native American <laughs> rights. Yeah, he opposed it because it's just like, stop calling them Indians. They're <laughs> yeah, savages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and honestly, Cody, I'm glad you said that because... His, uh, you didn't have to? <laughs> no, well, historically, it, it is thought that his opposition of it had nothing to do with the Native American people, but rather than the fact that he hated Andrew Jackson. So anything he brought to the table, oh, he was like, no, fuck fun. you. That, dude, that's OG hater shit. Even if Hell it's like... Yeah. I know it's a good idea. I'm not saying it's a good idea, but like, imagine if someone had a good idea, but you hate their guts. <laughs> You're yeah. just like, I'm against your good idea because I hate you and it came from you. Right. So theoretically, that could be the case with Davy Crockett, but that's uh, he didn't write a lot of diaries, so we don't know that for a fact, but that be- everything Andrew Jackson was putting down, he was like, you're an idiot. You're I stupid. I imagine him meeting Andrew Jackson and his parrot was in the room. He's like, fucker. And he's just like, what your parrot just say to me? And he just like cracks a beer on his head, fucking chugs it and punches the parrot in the face. <laughs> There's something about punching a bird that is just so fucking hilarious. I don't right? know what it is. Yeah. They buckle differently. Like hollow bones. Very hollow. Anyway, he was the wild man of Washington. And citizens would try to see this master storyteller and embellish her in action. He was like a pull. Oh. Newspapers started printing out stories of the, 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 all the tales he was telling in the taverns and whatnot uh, about his time in the frontier. He's well known. He's the first active duty uh, person to, to be a, a representative of any kind. Yes, George Washington and Andrew Jackson did a little sword play and crossing boats on rivers, yeah. but this guy was hunting bears to make sure that the white people got the land they bought. Okay? All this right, was so American... He's the man's man! He's man's man! Yeah, he was he's an Old Spice scent. <laughs> now, most of the stories that were being printed... In newspapers, who were like, "Oh, I ran into Davy, uh, to the old Davy Crockett, and he told me this story about how he beat the shit out of a Bigfoot." Um, <laughs> they were printing things like that, and 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 Davy was like, "These aren't really true." So he had to write his own autobiography to clear up the misconceptions. But his story was like so so amazing to these people that it it didn't matter that he wrote this thing that cleared up oh, all the wow. falsehoods. Everyone was just like. David Crockett, the man, he could fucking jump off a building. And he's just like, I've never jumped off a building. I I have only lived in huts my whole life. And they're like, he's probably Elon Musk in disguise and Superman and all this shit. The stories outweigh the truths, even though he's very vocal about them. So he's so manly, it's being misconstrued as legend. Yes. Even when it's entirely uh, factual. I... I'm just thinking that, I mean, you mentioned Elon again. I don't really like talking about Elon, but I'm Who? thinking he's like a, a backwards Elon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Elon's like inventing fucking like, uh, you know, uh, battery powered cars or whatever. And like, at the time, there were tons of, uh, there's tons of inventors, right? Like, we talked about Ben Franklin. He's a little earlier, but there's a lot of progression in the 19th century. And fucking, this guy's like, I'm Bear Grylls. I went outside. I lived in a, under a tree. 
in under a tree. Yeah. I never. Your children never lived under a tree. I have children that eat sand for me. <laughs> for you? <laughs> These, yeah, I mean, okay, so think of it like this. This is the first guy who ever did active duty and then lived his whole life in a tent, basically, and avoiding his wife, and then spends six years <laughs> in Washington telling these stories, and everyone there is like college-learned idiots who have never done anything Do you themselves. think that he... Do you think that if he got in an argument in Congress, he called them either a Rudy Poo or a Candy Ass? I hope he called them a Candy Ass. Candy Ass sounds like good. Uh, you Candy Ass! Yeah, so this is actually the time period where he, he gets called by the press the King of the Wild Frontier. So that is not a Disney term. That's history. King of the Wild Frontier. After his time in Congress, he had no... Um, oh, okay. Excuse me, let me retake that. I'm, um, I have to reread that sentence. Wick, you can leave in that previous take if you want to show how human I am, that I do make mistakes. <laughs> oh, good touch. I love it. After Tom his... is a robot. I am robot time. Uh, could you imagine if I've been a robot this whole time and I Dude. was just pouring out like, like a dehumidifier, just leaking beer out of me? Cody's pretty good at computers. Did you build something? Uh, no, I... I... Tom is too Tom advanced for me to make. Uh, Tom is too advanced for me to. Uh, Tom, we we might just replace the host with Tom two Well, we should call it an automaton. All right, automaton. As long as you do Atom-a-tom. one thing, as as long as you hard program it to at the beginning of the show. Like I said, I'm turning a new leaf here. The beginning of the show. Make sure that my robot asks you, Travis, how your week is. No, our automaton is going to, you're going to install it on your computer and it's going to steal all of your identity. <laughs> is it identity theft if you steal your own? Yeah. True, yeah. yeah. Which one's the real Tom? <laughs> anyway. The tired one. <laughs> so after Davy's time in Congress, he did what no congressman would do at the time. Sell his house and buy a bunch of wooded areas to build a new cabin and sow the land. God damn it, I wish... I miss the old days sometimes. Yeah, and his wife Elizabeth was less than excited about that. Wait, hold on. Hold on, Cody. You just said you miss the old days. This is a guy that's using some weird ball thing on his back right now, and you ordered Uber Eats earlier. Like, you don't miss the old... How do you know that? I didn't tell you that. Cody, you do not miss the old days. That's why I fucking added the qualifier sometimes, you cocksucker. But when do you miss them? Right now, because, like, you can't make a new house without fucking talking to, like, the zoning, like, department of your fucking Cody, you township. live in Hawaii. Go get meth and live in the woods. Come on, not, be a real that's man. Not this island. It's a different <laughs> island. It's the island my mom lives on. Different, different meth island. Be a real meth man. <laughs> meth man. Yeah. So, right. Okay. So, anyways, um, He's a bad family man. He's like, this is what we're doing, Elizabeth. I'm making this happen. These are my dreams. I dream of watching Brussels sprouts grow in mm-hmm. in, in numbers that no man could eat. Oh, he was a terrible dirty. family man. And actually, funnily enough, here's a here's a typo I wrote in my in my script. It was uh, it just says he was a terrible family. <laughs> it's not a typo, which is also kind of true. It's not a typo. It's a uh, you know I just missed a word. Anyway. He, he wasn't the strip club, abusive, or gaslighting type of family man. He was the abandon the entire family for an alcohol-fueled expedition type. Yeah. 
I'm just uh, a little Timmy. I'm just going to go to the store for a few more raccoons. Um, I'll be back in five minutes. Right? Isn't that he, he went out for cigarettes and then came back six yeah. months later with, with two dead bears? And no right. cigarettes. Yeah. And, and one living uh, elk that he could slaughter in front of the kids? This Wait, is why he- I leave to come back and show you lessons. <laughs> Did he ride an elk? Uh, no, no, he rode a horse. Remember he had two of them? Oh, right, that he rode horses on the They're side. They're still alive? Probably. No, I think he had to actually sell them uh, at one point. He was in a lot of debt himself because he's uh, terrible with money. I think if one day I make enough money and I can buy a horse, I want to buy like a Clydesdale, like a really big horse, and name yeah. it Mitt Romney. Why, why would you do it? that? Because yeah. I just want to ride that Romney into the sun, you know what I'm saying? Ride a Rom. There's Travis on Romney. He's just Mitt Romney. Ugh. Just like I want to name my cat DVD Rom. Just everything is Rom-based? Yeah, what's Yeah, everything's Rom-based. Nice. Okay. Ramen noodles. I have the to dog. continue or else Stop. we're going to be recording Sorry, until Sorry, I late. can list a lot of things of animals I like to own. I'm sure you could. So now... He's out there in the woods. He's jerking off. Woods are easy. Family's difficult. He's like, they'll figure it out. So Elizabeth's like, we're not going to figure it out. We're leaving you. So she left. In 1832, he was alone in his cabin without a political career. 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 But every now and then, he would head to the closest town and pick up a newspaper. And right there in print would be some crazy story about him that never happened. (laughs) He was possibly the first U.S. celebrity. Really? And And while he wasn't into the wildly inaccurate tales that made him a celebrity, he did, he did start to get used to it. Like, he liked the attention. You know, he liked that people knew him. He wasn't going to correct them all the time, especially when he got older and poorer. So, in uh, 1831, James Kurt Calding wrote a play called Lion of the West, featuring a characterized version of Davy named Colonel Nimrod Wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! What kind of oh. porn does that guy do? Mm. You want to see the, the, the furry rod of justice. The numrod. And, and, <laughs> and, and re- equally representate, uh, re- re- rep- uh, represented taxation. Uh, I'm tongue twisted now. Do you think that he was also America's first furry, though? Let's be real. He's trying to dress up. I know I'm beating this joke into the ground, but All right. it's important. We got a man that has a raccoon living on his head. Uh, what do you think, Cody? I don't know. I, I don't think so. Maybe there's there's not a lot of reasons to put a raccoon on your head unless right there, there's a fursona like a a, a, a a fractured fursona involved. I, and he doesn't like his wife. He doesn't like his children. Maybe he doesn't want to elope. He's probably playing Brokeback Mountain, but instead of a gay cowboy, it's just a little fucking raccoon. Are you just saying he kept the raccoon's living anus inside of that hat? Yes. I mean, beautiful. Is that poetry? You can't take it out, really. Also, were the tabloids calling him like D Croc or something? Like kind of like K Fed or something? No, like no. D Croc. I like. It was D-croc. when we still. It's when we still valued something as Americans. Oh, like some shred of language, right? Any, any of that. So now, Davy, he went to see this play on opening night, the old line of the West. He took many standing bows from the front row when the audience applauded uh, his onstage counterpart. Pretty fun. Wow. So anytime Wait, the, the- he got up and stood in front of the guy who played him and was like, oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, yes. He, he put the hands on his the actor's face and shoved. 
that maneuver. <laughs> right, and everyone liked it because they you, they knew who he was. When he walked in, they knew it was about him. He knew it was about him. Because he had the hat. Right. They probably could smell him. He's been living in the woods. <laughs> like, smells like moose jerky. Yeah, like, you, you smell like damp, like, basement mixed with, like, entrails. Raccoon cum. Right. And that. So, this play, and among many other writings attributed to the many fake quotes that circulated in Davy's name. If you search Davy Crockett quotes today, you're going to find way more things than fake um, Abraham <laughs> Lincoln quotes yeah. or Hitler quotes or whatever. Um, he's, he's like number one. They were doing that before it was cool. One of Davy Crockett's most famous quotes that we know is authentic, be sure you're right, then go ahead, which seems to work nicely if you have a... a adventuring or exploring in mind when you have this. But this quote is actually scribbled by him on a contract that he signed in the purchase of a slave girl. Oh, oh. no! So he's like, get the inventory correct and then no. send it. I was just about yes. to say, it sounds kind of rapey. It, uh, yeah, it is there a little rapey. Like, be sure you're, like, I feel like uh, what, like, Brett Kavanaugh was like, I'm right. Let's go ahead. Well, look, man, I'm just saying it sounded rapey, and then you said it was a slave girl purchase. Yes, exactly. It was a slave girl purchase. Um, so just a little context there for you. If you see that quote, uh, you're a racist. If you just see it. If you, yeah, if you even uh, look at it. it. Right. You're, yep. you're, you're a bigot and a racist, and I, and I hope that you lose your job at McDonald's. Anyway, he, <laughs> he did have to sell that slave shortly after the purchase to pay off some debts. A Tennessee census of the time shows that this was the only slave in the Crockett household ever. Well, so, I mean, all right. Wow. So it's not like he didn't want slaves because he bought a slave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you want a Tesla, but you can't afford to finance it. Right. Right. And, right. Now, and now, if you're ready to take me out of context, all you communists, he basically wasn't rich enough to be poor. I mean, he basically wasn't rich enough to be evil long term. <laughs> yeah, he's a woodsman. He lives in the woods. He can't be evil all the time. He's got to worry about bears and like which mushroom he should eat without falling asleep for a while. Right. When you have no money, you obviously can't be evil. Yeah. It's only those who make money. So Davy yeah. Crockett, he tried it. He was in Congress. He had to sell this poor woman probably to someone who was even crueler than he was. Because think about it. If you're Davy Crockett's slave. All you're doing is waiting in an empty house for him. And washing coonskin hats. Because he just rents a cabin, and then y you're sitting there. So I'm not saying slave slavery is right, but this was probably one of the luckier slaves at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I see what you're saying. And I'm not defending it at all, so... But yeah, he was too poor to be so evil. Brave, That's yeah. perfect. You were so fucking brave, Tom. I love you. <sighs> I just... I have these thoughts. So let's continue here. After some goofing around in the woods, he got tired of uh, being in the USA. He was sick of it. He didn't like the USA. Remember, the USA is not the USA we know today. It basically stops at the Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah, Louisiana's purchase. Yes. Yeah, so he packed up his things and marked the house that yeah. he was abandoning with the letters GTT which is going to Texas, which a lot of people in Texas, I mean, uh, Tennessee were doing. They were leaving their houses for the next person. Wow. Because Texas was the promised land. There you go. Wait, so what's this? be if you were in Texas wait. and saw GTT? 
Oh god, yeah. Well, that <laughs> good point. Yes. So Tom, they, just to be clear, he's like abandoned his wife and children at this point, right? Like he no, they left him. They left him. Elizabeth they left, left him. him. Okay, yes. they left everyone him. Hate, so everyone, everyone who because I could just Croc- I could just imagine like him, them coming home and it's just like GTT. It's like okay, <laughs> meet you there. Yeah, BRB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Oh hey. <laughs> I just mentioned GTT going to Texas. Yeah. I'm so kind of th- sad that wasn't abbreviated like G, the number two T. Oh, yeah. That would be like we speak. That would be like that hair gel. <laughs> yeah. Got, got the, to be. Yeah. The Long Island's famous juice that they put in hair. Um, so he's going so, out to Ted Cruz country. Right. So now. If you don't know this, this is uh, it's a Mexican-owned state at this time. Ah, the borders yes. existed, but it was Mexican, so they were offering American colonizers four thousand acres to bring settlers. So you bring a certain amount of people with you, and you get four thousand acres and become Mexican citizen. Believe wow! That yeah, what a deal! How unlike today, mm-hmm. dude. I wish I if I moved uh, across the country to Portland, it's like, hey, guess what? You got at least one acre. Yeah, now it's like, oh, you get um you get to give us an exorbitant amount of money to make our neighborhood look okay. And you get gifted debt. You get a <laughs> yeah. homeowner source a, a a homeowner association up your asshole. <laughs> Good. You get to get fucked by several uh retired white women. That's what states uh, need to that's what states need to do though. They need to be like, guess what? You moved to our state, you get a couple acres. Yeah, man, that will bring people. They're places. underground, but they're acres. Dude, no, I from traveling across the country. There's so much land. Oh yeah, they we we could spare a few to a to a, a few brave folks. Let's clear up some and send some of these degenerates from uh, crowded areas, Eastern <laughs> Long Island, where there's plenty of space, but for some reason they're paying a lot more money for it. We'll send them over there and see if they can make a fortune, just like mm. Davy Crockett wanted to do. Davy wanted a piece of land and to make a fortune. With most of the uh, some of the richest in resource areas of of the uh, northern United States uh, or oh. later United States, the so great is- old Texas milk plains. He's trying to make milk. Yeah, he's trying uh, to make milk. He's trying to milk. chase a few does. He's trying to feed uh, tall grass to his children that he's going to make there. But right now, he's a single guy. He's just like, I'm going to go make new kids. Um, yeah, and maybe he'll embrace the cultural heritage and get himself a taquito. Right. So now, once you're over uh, across the Red River, which runs through eastern Texas, you were out of Jackson's America, which, as I said before, Davy Crockett hated Andrew Jackson. Any $20 bill he got, he ripped it in half. Um, Is that real? It. No, uh, he wasn't on oh, the Oh, because, like, no, I mean, there's the people that you referred to earlier, First Nations, they, like, won't, some of them won't use $20 bills. Yeah. And that's why they're poor. Well... <laughs> Well, you could say the same thing about Jewish people not driving BMWs, but they're not poor. Well, it's Mercedes, and they do do that. They don't care. There's no history. No, some of them are like, I'll only buy a Lexus. That, that's true, and those are the, those are the ones that um, y- they have those morals. <laughs> that's, that's what they have going for them. Um, morals. Anyway, he was about 50 at this time and felt he would finally get a piece, go- piece of a nice land to work because he's been living on these shitty properties and 
He hasn't been able to grow anything. He was in great shape for someone in the 1880s. I mean, uh, excuse me, 1860s at this point. No, are we at 1860? We're at 1850 ish. So anyway, he's in good shape. Oh no, excuse nice. me, we're in 1830 ish, late 1830s. That's where he's 1830s. at. 1830s. All right. All right. So he's in great shape for a guy like that. Davy Crockett bopped from farm to farm, looking for a place to settle. One day he left his um, fellow frontier pals that he was hopping around with. He went to go hunting like he usually did. He didn't return for many, many days, so they assumed he was killed by savages. <laughs> Newspapers even reported the death. Then out of nowhere, he showed up and uh, he was like, why am I dead on the paper? <laughs> I'm right this. here. I don't want to be dead. I'm here, guys. He never explained his absence either. He was just like, I was in the woods. This is what I do. Yeah. Fucking so is this is this the experience that the goof troop and like Jack Kerouac were trying to do in the fifties, but they were just little weenie boys and did a lot of drugs? Yeah, they thought they were great for the wrong reasons, and uh, they were actually not that great. Uh, Davy at least tried and had to get his hands dirty. And, okay. and, and I'm not All talking right. about oh, I, I had to sleep uh, on a on a couch of a friend of mine who was a trust fund baby, dirty like Jack no. Kerouac, right. like actually this dirty. Is like this is like, I'm like Luke Skywalker. I'm living inside of a polar bear's belly for three weeks. It was right. a tauntaun. Fuck you. Whatever. It's an ape, ape polar bear. It's it wrong. bipedal. It's, it's wrong and it's disingenuous because it's not a real animal. And now kids think that Star Wars is still okay for some reason. I, I, well, it, it goes back to Disney. The final frontier. Right, Star Wars? The final frontier? Right, the final frontier. Davy Crockett sucking Ben Kenobi's cock. For a few measly acres, okay? Yeah. Now, here's an extremely condensed background of Texas. Mexico was under Spanish rule until 1810 when the Mexican Revolution kicked out all those stinky Spaniards. <laughs> the states had no intentions of messing with the Spanish before this, and they had agreed to leave Texas alone. But after the Spanish signed over the Florida Territory... um. Excuse me. They signed over the Spanish. Oh, God. I, fucking terrible, terrible grammar on my end. So anyway, they had sold Florida and the states were like, well, we're, not, we're just going to leave Texas alone now because the Spanish had that. But then they got kicked out. And when the Spanish were given the boot, General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana opened up Texas <laughs> um, and, he, and he invited people to, to come across the U.S. border and incentivize the U.S. citizens with the land, with the, uh, the with uh, citizenship and the 4,000 acres. So it was just Dude, like this thing where it's just like, oh, yeah, become a Mexican. Dude, Santa Ana, like that, how dumb could you be? Like, you don't invite an American somewhere because we're going to take whatever we want. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, come over. We have a good time. It's siesta, fiesta. Come on over. Yeah. Siesta, fiesta. Right. That's yeah, a, that, like, No. It's, it's, Don't do it. That's a great point because this does turn quite sour. Um, it did work very well in the beginning, as many white Americans gave up their U.S. citizenship to become Texas-based Mexicans. Not a lot of people know that you can't be American and something else, really. Yeah, well, you, that's right. I mean, you can get dual citizenship, dual citizenship, but right, but it's not really easy to attain, especially. No. Uh, you gotta, you gotta get someone pregnant. You gotta get one of those uh, anchor babies. That's how pregnante. You be, yeah, pregnante lacrosse. That's how you do it. Yeah, embarrassada, Travis. 
No, it's pregnante, dude. Halloweenos para los niños. I know Spanish. Embarazada is pregnant, which is hilarious. That sounds like a dish that I ate. Uh, was it a, a ho- Mexican ho- restaurant? What was it? Hopa's vieja. What? What? How do you say? Ro- it? Ropa vieja. Old yeah. clothes. Old D- clothes. Dirty clothes. You get the old clothes, and uh, now they call that a dish for some reason. Ropa sucia. Ugh. So, another reason that they were doing this is to drive away the pesky natives from the mm. Mexican territory. You see, the Mexican people were just as guilty as the American people for wanting to get rid of the Cherokees and the people that were in this uh, wild Texas area. They just wanted to get rid of them. Uh, the Mexican people also had no intentions of moving north to do so. So they were like, well, let's just invite some crazy rednecks down and we'll make them Mexican citizens and they can well, fight wrong. for this land, but it will be part of centralized Mexico. Yeah, Americans have guns and rigid morals uh, that they <laughs> like to break all the time. Mm. Let's <laughs> invite these guys in to get rid of our pesky First Nation problem. So these broad events described and other political conflicts resulted in what is known as the Alamo. <laughs> I don't remember. Remember! <laughs> no one really does. After doing this research, I, I was like way off. With what I thought the Alamo even was. I'm ready to be surprised. Tell me. Wait, so the Alamo, the Alamo's that place in Brooklyn where you can eat a steak and watch a movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, Big wars fought there. Um, The reason I bring up the Alamo is it's because the only other claim to fame that Davy Crockett has. So we are shifting gears a bit into what the fuck the Alamo even was. Please tell me, because I just remember it. That's all. (laughs) Right. If you remember it and don't know what it's about, is that really remembering? Kind of. I mean, that's how you remind me of what I really am. You just remember it. It's not like you to say sorry. (laughs) So, now another issue with the Americans moving to Texas is that Mexico had abolished slavery before this invite was opened. So many Americans brought slaves to Texas and... They had this idea in in their head that they would be able to buy more when they got there. Now, nobody, nobody at all reads the fine print. So after some unease about this whole anti-slavery law, the president of Mexico, Vincent Guerrero, Guerrero, excuse me, I'm terrible with my Spanish is awful. Uh So uh I'm not Hispanic, Hispanic, okay? I've never been. I can't claim that one. I'm surprised you haven't used any more harsh term for that demographic yet in this podcast, Thomas. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) <laughs> oh no. No. No 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 here's the thing about that. Okay, so anyway. Careful. What what the president Vincent Guerrero did is that he temporarily exempted the state of Texas from the anti-slavery law. So now it's looking more appealing to these Southern Democrats who want to roll in there and get a big piece of land and go, I don't need to be a Democrat. I could be an hombre with slaves. Okay. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. Now, Andrew Jackson saw this unrest and offered Mexico $5 million for Texas. That was a lot of scratch back then. Yeah. Yeah. Not only was this offer rejected, but many Mexican officials were on edge. They were afraid that they were going to be losing Texas by force anyway, since so many Americans were moving in. Well, also, Andrew Jackson was a fuck. We, we did roast him. He was a fucking maniac. 
Yeah, he truly like was. It, like if, if if Andrew Jackson comes to you like, oh, can I buy that sandwich from you? You give him the sandwich. Yeah, he's you take the money because that's it. the only thing. He he might rob you later. So you take the yeah. money and you bury it like a squirrel, desperate to retire at some point in your life because he's <laughs> yeah. gonna kill you. Yeah, American Hitler. <laughs> yeah, he's up there, man. He's he's pretty terrible. Um, so Mexico took this opportunity to change from a Mexico state-based republic into a centralized government. So the states wouldn't be able to give a, uh, uh, the states wouldn't be able to get that property so easily and the Americans wouldn't be able to push their weight around all willy-nilly. So it goes from a republic to a centralized government and this causes even more unease. Americans got So is it weight. its own is it its own country right now? Cuz I know it becomes the Lone Star state. At yes, some it, point, it, right? it does shortly after this. Okay. Now, in 1835, the newly formed centralized Mexican government was being outright rejected by the Texas settlers. They wanted to continue being Mexican, but not a federalized state. Andrew Jackson saw this rebellion and began openly speaking about how Texas was the place to be and ha that any idiot could get rich there. The influence of Americans changed Texas population drastically, and by 1836, there wasn't a single Mexican guard stationed in Texas. So they're basically say there just, wasn't a single Mexican in Texas. They were all Mexicans. They're all white Mexicans yeah. at this point because they still had to revoke their. Uh, they lost their American citizenship by moving there. Mm -hmm. So, right. Tom, this is the birth of Tex-Mex food. Yeah, people always ask, what's the deal? Like Jerry Seinfeld, no research whatsoever. He's like New York's failing. What's the deal with Tex-Mex? I don't know, Jerry Seinfeld. Get your shit together and go travel for once, okay? <laughs> Makes sense. Mexican president at this point, now the general I mentioned before, he's now president a year later. They're turning Santa him Rosa over. Santa Rosa or whatever? Yes, yeah, Santa Ana. He's president now because they had this crazy turnover. They were doing like year-long presidentships and going, this thing's falling the fuck apart. <laughs> Who wants this position? I'm out. Anyone could be Mexican president somewhere around the, the years of 1815 to 1840. Anyone at all. It went even long. It went into like the 20th century. It did. <laughs> but here we had like six months president, you know, yeah. like nothing. Absolutely no nothing. Just bookmarks. Mm. So he wanted to bring Texas back under Mexican control. He's like, I had enough of these gringuses moving in, fucking my shit up. Gringuses. <laughs> <laughs> in March of 1836, President Santa Ana sent 6,000 Mexican troops up north to San Antonio to the rebel stronghold known as the Alamo. Mm -hmm. Remember! You guys hear me turn a page? Are you getting this, Zwick? I love this it. fucking physical. I hope you're all feeling Research educated. was done. Research was done, motherfuckers. Dude, I am so, I'm so excited because like at this point, we've reached the point where I start remembering. <laughs> Six beers deep is where Travis starts remembering. That's the only time that you remember the Alamo is Six beers Amongst deep. Amongst other things, you start remembering too. That's when oh you. Oh God, Uncle Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that one chick that had the weird herpy face. Oh God, the Alamo. Yeah, yeah. Travis. And then you're like, Oh God, I'm holding a firework in my hand. <laughs> You guys, you guys nailed it. That's how people remember the Alamo. It's only after being reminded by a drunken Long Islander of what <laughs> the Alamo is. Yeah, that it's usually a remember. bumper sticker on a Chevy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Alamo. Yeah, I was there one time. 
uh, San Antonio. It's a nice city. Water bottles are illegal there because there's such bad alcoholism. You can't have a water bottle outside. Welcome to really? San Antonio. Certain areas. Yeah, I remember playing that venue, the White Rabbit, and I had a water bottle outside, and the security guard was like, you can't have that because they'll bring you to jail forever. <laughs> Whoa! That's why they have meth Fierce. problems, because when you pick a problem to death like alcohol, that's when meth becomes fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if I just do meth, I don't need to drink water anymore. I'll just become a dehydrated desert man, a cactus boy. That would be interesting to see you like that. I've never seen you even remotely dehydrated. No, I'm very you're, hydrated. You're always filling up. Yes. All right. So the Alamo was a Spanish mission complex abandoned more than a decade earlier by the Spanish missionaries who were there to talk about God and all that stuff. It was a walled off complex with several buildings, including an in incomplete church with no roof on it. So no praying. Dude, that sounds cool. Mm. They left the roof off, so, uh, you know, God's DMs hit you easier. They just left. They were like, there's too many of these Native Americans here getting in our way. Well, it's like if you've hey. got the moonroof option in your Civic and it gets stuck open, you're just going to leave it there. Travis, you yeah. fucker, moonroofs don't open. Sunroofs open. Well, moonroofs open if you drop something on them really hard. That's a really good point. Rarely does he have a point so... Uh, so, so, um, I don't know what to say about that point, actually. It's so I just, poignant. Acute. It's point. That, it's, 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 it's me coming back from the antique store. Yeah. And I'm like, I just got like seven of these titty bowling balls. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Through the moon roof with you. over my yeah. head. Like yeah. the banana lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The battle of the Alamo has loads of moving parts and is worth a deep dive on its own. But that's the watered down premise of how it starts. Right, but we've we've also got other douchebags that we could maybe go back and touch on here too, right? So I'm thinking that we do this with the Alamo. Perhaps we revisit it, where we take select areas of how I'm speaking now, the most the most serious parts, and cut it into a super episode, and then we do a um, what do we call those things? A master class where we do oh. multiple people who are featured okay. in the Alamo because there's not a lot of history. Um, to be found about some of these jerks. Like Bowie, uh, the, the Bowie knife guy was there, right? Um, David? I, maybe that was in there. I don't know. I'm pretty sure point. he I, was there. I Look, I've done a really good job remembering specific parts of the Alamo. To say I remember <laughs> it entirely would be false, okay? Yeah. This remember isn't the vaguely Alamo! recall the Alamo. It's remember the Alamo. Right. Remember at least a bit of the Alamo. I think that's <laughs> that we should change that slogan. I think That'll we should be do our, our master best. class. Remember a bit of the Alamo. <laughs> master class. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Okay. So one thing worth noting, especially since people like to play morally superior when talking about history, is that the battle of the Alamo wasn't race-driven or have anything to do with slaughtering natives out of their land. These were two factions of people, neither of which was the rightful owner of the property, fighting over that property. This was a bunch of Texas Mexicans, or Tejanos, fighting against the Mexican government for changing the rules and Indian giving. This is uh, never... Uh, mm, See what I did giving? there? See what I did yeah. there? Savage uh, giving. Yeah. We can call it oh, savage giving. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god, dude. Indian giving is wrong, too. You shouldn't say that. First Nation giving. First Nation giving, yes. <laughs> it's still offensive, Travis. <laughs> even if you, like, Apple X, Apple V, the term. Well, it's called Cherokee reversing. 
That's what <laughs> Cherokee reverse. The proud right. move of reversing in your Cherokee and yeah. looking and not the and not looking. suplex and assuming that you don't need to go as slow as molasses because you can see all the kids behind you in the rear view mirror. Like I said, this is not a good versus evil thing. These are two people, two two factions of people shouldn't be there. So anyone who goes, oh yeah, America was wrong for being there. America wasn't even there. Yeah. Dude, America it, was wrong for taking over the First Nations. That's what I'm saying. But those people right. like you who are like, oh, America, blah, 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 blah. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he but does it doesn't sometimes. apply here. That's what Remember I'm trying to say. Remember the Alamo. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Remember the Alamo. That's where I need to be thinking. It's time to continue teaching, Tom. So what is Davy Crockett doing at the Alamo? Upon Wait, Tom, you don't, uh, Tom, you don't have to tell me. I remembered. Well, thanks for listening to Roast Morton <laughs> Podcast. Pretend this has been yeah, the Davy Crockett episode. I can't right, pretend recall. If you're tell Cody. Not, tell Cody. Yeah, pr- right, pretend, if, tell- pretend if you're not a person and you can't remember. Like you're living in Memento. And well, so what happened? Oh, okay. So this is what happened. Tell it backwards three minutes at a time. Fuck. This is going to be hard. I didn't write my script like this. All right, Zwick, edit this backwards. Oh, no. Not just reverse it, edit it backwards. Yeah. Figure that out later. So what is Davy Crockett doing at the Alamo? Upon entering Texas, he met up with some rebels and agreed to align with their cause. He hated Andrew Jackson and Congress. So he signed his allegiance to the Republic of Texas. He was in a town of St. Augustine, which is the place of the last paper trail we have of Davy. Mm. This is it. Mm. He sent a letter to his daughter uh, telling her that he... Committed his service to the people of Texas, and he was on his way to the Rio Grande. And that was it. He, <laughs> he, was, he said was, that so white. Yeah. He's like, I'm on the way to the Rio Grande, and I, uh, I want to say something. I'll just send this letter anyway. And then as soon as he sends it, he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to say I love you. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, his daughter's like, probably got the letter, and she's like, cool. Who's this guy? Yeah, yeah, my who dad, who fights bears for a living or something. I don't know. I read him about him. I read about him in the newspaper. I think I saw him l- lurking in the bushes mm. one time. You know what? Maybe he could, he could have taken a page out of Will Smith's book. Like, he could have taken the family hunting with him. He could have taken the family out there into his uh, Hollywood-esque wilderness adventures, fighting mountain lions with his kids, or telling his kids to do it and say, yeah, they're really good at doing this naturally on their own. He could have done that, but he chose not to. Yeah, and then he, I mean, he did find a wife that was cool with, like, sleeping around with, like, raccoons and shit. It's pretty cool. Uh, He he said that he hoped to create a constitution for the province. So he was, like, Andrew Jackson signed a constitution. That place sucks. Fuck America. I'm going to make my Andrew Jackson didn't sign the constitution. He didn't? (laughs) Yes, yeah, he did. Andrew Jackson? (laughs) (laughs) Travis. I thought he did. No, I don't think so. Let's look it up. All right, research minute. I thought he didn't. I was, I was, I was goading Tom into a, into a no. falsity, but I'm actually not sure now that we're thinking about it. All right. Timetables um, seem off, don't they? No. Yeah. Constitution was signed like 1780, I think. Sometime Wait. Around 1776. No, the Constitution was signed after. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. After, yeah. of course, but. Yeah, you're right. Oops. Fuck. All right. So anyway, he didn't. Andrew Jackson didn't sign it. It's okay. It's we can leave that in the podcast to show that once again, I am human. Dude, Andrew Jackson signed his penis on the Constitution. He probably just rolled the Constitution up into like a little fleshlight and jerked off. Okay, fair enough. Smoked it. 
I can't say he didn't. But either way, you know, David Crockett's like, fuck that place. They're idiots. Yeah. I was at Congress. They're a bunch of dope dorks. I'll do my own shit. <laughs> so in January 16, uh, yeah, January 16th, 1836, Davy joined a band of footmen led by Captain William Harrison. It was weird because Davy was just a soldier under Harrison, but had way more respect than the captain could ever hope for. Because, you know, he's a celebrity. Yeah. It's cool. That's kind of like when the prince joined, like, the the forces in in England. Yeah, right? And they're like, don't follow me around. I'm in Iraq, like, but I'm not doing anything dangerous. Don't worry. What a burden. Royalty right? is the dumbest shit. I don't want to get into that right now because I have a lot to talk about, especially when it comes to remembering. Oh, yes. Sure. Right. Remembering is the hardest part of living. It wasn't wow. long before Davy broke off from the, from those southbound troops and headed to San Antonio. People in San Antonio knew exactly who the fuck he was. He was an icon of independence, like Hulk Hogan. Right. <laughs> but less hot dog skin. Yes. He gave a speech in the town square about how cool Texas was and how he couldn't wait to settle down there uh, and, and help drive away these pex- pesky Mexicans. Okay? Pexicans? Yeah, these pesky. <laughs> yeah, pescicans. Pe- yeah. And keep in mind, this is not racist because these Mexicans, a lot of them, were white folks. I think that Davy Crockett's speech was like, carne asada, what's that? Give me some pulled brisket. Yeah, that's a go. great speech. I'm right there with him. So if I was in San Antonio, and I know I got an army of 6,000 of Santa Ana men coming my way, and Davy Crockett rolls up, I'm like, whatever he's eating, I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sand and worms. <laughs> yeah, sand and worms. Right. So then he walked into the rebel stronghold, the Alamo. Remember that? Death Star. Davy, Davy gave the troops some hope here. They knew that they were being encroached upon. But one thing they knew is that they had this fucking guy, Davy Crockett, who could apparently shoot the moon legitimately. Is that something that, that they wow. thought? Yeah, they just, I don't know. They're just like, with yeah, he, he could shoot the fucking moon. And he could rip an alligator in half with his bare hands. Like, if he's on your team, <laughs> you're fine. See all them craters on the moon? That's, right. that's fucking decrock shooting that shit. It, it, I, I can't disprove the moon theory. I can't. It's impossible. Mm. Because we haven't well, we we never been there. We, we never went to the moon, so we wouldn't we don't have the evidence. Yeah. Well, it's Davy weird. Crockett was dead by the Second World War, so the Nazi base would have been safe on the moon. Yeah, that's Davey true. Davy can't shoot it. Yeah, and Travis, bullets do travel you're making faster. Too much sense. <laughs> this is a scary theory we're coming up with. I never, I, I never honestly thought I would say we'd never been to the moon, um, but I'm saying it now, and you can decide how I feel. Santa Ana arrives in San Antonio. Inside the Alamo are about 200 Texas rebels and a couple dozen scared ass civilians. Santa Ana first sent a white flag to the rebels, encouraging a nonviolent solution. Before the carrier of the flag made it to the Alamo, a dude in charge of the fort named William Travis shot the guy. So, oh, wow. great. So also, just, just this is like a common uh, misconception of what a white flag means. Because I yes. feel like a lot of people think white flag, and a white flag has gone back for centuries. A lot of people think white flag means surrender. White flag just means I want to do a parlay, which means like both of the two people Stop come firing. out and they meet and they talk about yeah. terms, see if one will back down. You could you, you know, could right. wave a white flag expecting your enemy to surrender. Yeah, right. 
Well, yeah, right. You would talk about terms. Yes, you would right. stop firing and ask your enemy to surrender. You could do that by waving a white flag. The person with the obvious advantage can wave it yes. and go, let's yeah. let's talk this out. I have 6,000 men and you have children and scared people in there. They're not going to do anything. You have a bunch of front. T- oh, you have David Crockett. That's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll work around him. I have enough. I have enough right. men to take down one David Crockett. Right. And if you're a real asshole, you shoot the person coming out to have a parlay or you just say, no, I will never surrender. Right. And that would be our friend, William Travis. I'm an asshole. Right. I usually don't Travis write down William these, Lee. these non middle figures, name. but yeah, that's you, man. Um, so the Mexican army was pissed. So they flew a red flag, which means legitimately take no prisoners. You're all going to die now because you did it wrong. <laughs> I didn't know that. Interesting. Red flag means that you're fucked. We're not interested in prisoners. We're just taking our property red flag. back. Red flag yeah. means don't date that bitch. Yes. Red, flag, red flag means those soldiers are getting laid tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes yeah. more than once. Yeah, do it, do it, but... Uh, sorry, red, that was red, a rape joke. I'm sorry. No, that's was fine. It? I didn't that, get it. That's not a real one of those. Oh, okay. I thought they were going to take a victory lap and go home to their own chicks. Yeah, you're a lot more brutal <laughs> than my joke. Do it with a fake name is what I'm saying. Now, now we're back at No Prisoners. They're not going to be nice at all. Interestingly enough, this was also for show. Santa Ana gained ground day by day with a rain of cannon and musket fire. As you do back then. When you have 6,000 people, you could do whatever you want. You can make whatever you want rain. So he was using cannonballs and muskets to make Yeah, if you mm, roll the strip club with 6,000 boys, you make it rain. Now, Isn't, like, musket fire the exact same thing as cannon fire, just tinier? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's all balls. It, it's kumquats versus grapefruits. The same thing. Oh Are we going back to cumbelly? No, sure. he's 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 long gone at this point, but we oh. will visit Tecumseh Sir Tecumseh Belly. <laughs> uh <laughs> worse worse name. So this this rain and this red flag was most likely for show, as the east side of the Alamo was left totally unguarded, and the people inside could have easily left at any time. Definitely a scare mm. tactic. Hmm. But these are American no, excuse me, these are Texas rebels. These are not non-American Americans. Texas rebels. Wow. Yes. What these a, are Texas what a, rebels. Uh, what a sorry, noun. Cody. What a yeah, fucking they, noun. They were ready to go. They, had no, they were like, we do this. This is what we do. Okay? So Santa is like, fine. I, we didn't actually have to do this. I apologize to any of our Texan listeners, but uh, you guys have some pretty stupid bravado. Yeah. New York was more was American longer than Texas. Well, I mean, let's be fair. No. I have met. I live this in is, New York. This is a podcast, no. and I've been in Texas. And ratio wise, it's been about the same. Of what? If Sorry, I, I met up. ten American, if I met ten Long Islanders, and I met ten Texas people, there's going to be like three or four of those people that are out of their fucking minds. Sure. That's true. So, but the ones the in Texas thing. are armed. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> well, let's arm Long Island. Let's see what happens. Anyway, now, David Crockett, just as a reminder, they were technically fighting under the Mexican flag. It's a cool flag. 
since they never wanted the U.S. to have any part of this property. This was the Texas Rebellion, but it was still going to be a state within the Mexican government. It was just going to be a republic. They wanted Texas to be Mexican, but without the influence of centralized government. So wrap your head around that. I don't want okay? to. It's messy. It's weird, right? Remember this yeah. next time. Next Not time the Alamo. Next time you're about to get laid, think about this, and you'll never have a chance of getting it up because it's so confusing and daunting, and you'll you'll think I said something that I didn't when you revisit the episode. You're not going to get it up if you think about that. Don't remember the Alamo while you're having sex, okay? That's what I'm saying right now. I like the correlation here because you've got don't step on snake for like people are like, fuck the government, I hate it. But then you got the Mexican flag, which is like bite snake with eagle. Bite snake with eagle (laughs) while on cactus. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm into it. Um, so yeah. anyway, I think I did enough. Someone asked me how he did it. Oh. Uh, how did uh, Davy Crockett remember? Thank you for asking. That's look. Okay. We don't have any clear records of what happened at this battle, aside from a few people that said from the outside it looked like this, and the Ameri- and the and the Texas rebels could have got out, and Santa Ana wasn't such a dick. Uh, he wasn't as bad as he led on to be. We're, we will have to assume that Davy Crockett was in the Alamo, fighting for his life, defending a wall or two, eating cornbread in the <laughs> downtime, having coffee. Yeah. We don't know, okay? We don't know. So this, this sure. clash was weeks. The troops finally got to hand-to-hand combat on March 6th, Ooh. 1836. This you is, know that's ugly. Oh, dude, it's a terrible time of year to get in a fight. <laughs> sure. Now... Well, we do know, even though we don't have any real accurate takes on how Davy died, we do know that he was defending one of the fort walls, like I just mentioned before. So this is what people did back then. This is what, People were sad back then. They had to defend walls and die for them. Yeah. Uh, one myth is that they found his dead body surrounded by loads of Mexican troops that had obviously been killed by the hand of sure. Davy Crockett. Yeah. So it was like, oh, yeah, it took 20 guys to take him down. Truthfully, his body has not been recovered. <gasps> Tom, all right, as a researcher, what do you think happened? How well, did he, this man go down? He became now, be- Chuck Norris. Before I go interjecting some extremely realistic views of what could happen, especially Don't after this it. book that I read, um, I'm going to go into some uh, a couple other myths. Okay. I want to know your take, though. Yeah. You, I'll tell you mine last, because I, I don't have the ego that some of these authors do. Right. Okay? There's people called like historians, but they're kind of overrated. Terrible with their degrees people. and shit. Yeah. With Although Travis, I, I think I'll bring this up on every single podcast from now on. When you do history episodes, it's so much more fun than doing musicians episodes. I agree. Because the way mu- uh, music and, and pop culture writers write, it's like, it's like reading someone jerking off. Yeah. It's like, sure. Dear Diary, I love... <sighs> I loved Steven Tyler. I know he's still alive, and I shouldn't even be writing a biography about a living person because he's so still weird. got stupid shit left to do in his life. But I love him. He's got a big mouth that fits around my cock. Right. It's it's amazing that the way these people can just make page after page of garbage and and sell it for more than actual historians that are packing information on those pages. Fuck yeah, historians! So I, I deserve some credit for all the musicians I did. That's why I'm I just one eighty. I one eighty there. I love historians. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> of Davy Crockett, um, people taking records back then were just 
hot and sweaty and didn't know how to hold a pen. So the record keeping on the rebel side was pretty bad and they don't exist today. So there are stories that Davy was captured and executed after the battle. There is a memoir published by a Mexican officer named Jose Enrique de la Peña, uh, a century <laughs> Peña. after his death, claiming that Crockett never died in battle, which made a lot of Davy Crockett fanboys really mad. Mm. Probably wasn't true either. <laughs> I don't know. He liked the fuck off. There was an, yeah, there was another guy. Uh, there was a slave who wrote a memoir and said that he was captured and kept alive for a couple of years and then ended up killing a bunch of Mexicans, kind of like Batman style. But I don't, uh, I don't think that's true at all. Batman where, do I, where do I think Davy Crockett is? Where do I think he is? You asked me that before, Travis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In all my research, I have never thought of someone that, that could survive like a Bigfoot more so than this man right here. Survive okay. a Bigfoot. Well, sure. sur- survive like a Bigfoot. So oh. I, I think that oh. Davy Crockett, he left the eastern side, which was unguarded by Santa Ana's men, to never be found again. Hmm. And he probably died while fishing because he was never a fishing guy. And, you know, he buddied up and he changed his name to something like Danny Brockett's. And he was okay. he was out there hanging out with a, Mr. A, Sprocket, his friend Les or something. And Les was like, "You want to go it. fishing?" And he probably fell into a sinkhole in a lake or got a brain-eating amoeba in his nose because he Fucking went cannonballed in silty, uh, uh, silty uh, lake water after a storm. Don't do that. If, if nope, after a storm, nope, don't go swimming in lakes. Okay, that's the moral of this story. Tom, I'm so glad that I remembered. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad I can oh, help you. There you go. Hell, yeah. That man's yeah. dead. I I think that he might have just rejoined his people, the raccoon tribe, to have beautiful, beautiful love with many raccoon women. Can't they disprove it. them as his own. Yeah. Truly can't disprove anything of the sort. I, C- Cody, do you have any theories? I know you've got a lot of theories st- uh, stewing up here. I'm just, he just... I'm going to go with what everyone died of back in the day. I'm I'm going to say Davy Crockett didn't have a special end. Like, he fucking went out hunting for, like, a fucking bear and then just, like, got dysentery and pooped himself to death. All right, so somewhere between my theory and Travis's theory, sure. which I forgot what Travis's theory was because I was Something so busy to do with remembering the There's beautiful weird. Mexican raccoon semen. Right. Okay, fair enough. Fine. Well, that's it. That's the story of Davy Crockett. Thanks for there hanging in there. Uh, I hope you learned something about the Alamo, and I hope you never forget it. And I hope you remember. also don't remember. I hope you never forget this. Patreon.com slash Roast Give us your money immediately. If you're still listening to this and you haven't been doing it, you're like an Andrew. You? You're, you're an Andrew Jackson to me. I oh, can't wow. believe you, you would yeah, take and you my know property like that. You know who's the Davy Crockett that's not having sex with raccoons, or maybe he is. I don't know. He's not into. I don't know if he's, he, what he's into. He does him. Sean Bowring. Sean. Oh, hell yeah, Sean. Sean did it right. Okay, he Sean's was the producer. Sean is yeah. He's the producer here at the show. Now there are Good multiple guy. producer slots open, but he's the only one, and we care about him. He's basically taking our Mexico. And, and remembering. Ah, oh, take my Mexico, yes. baby. He's remembering ah. us, yes. He's remembering, he's taking our Mexico, he's turning it into a Canada, he's bridging the gap of all the fucking in-between states that are definitely have some nice things about them, but let, so, let's, let's be honest. 
well, a hold bridge on. would you, be all right. You know, you know how our country. Uh, this is a side side story, but it's the end of the episode. You know, our country is trying to build a wall, or was is building a wall on Mexico. Do you think Mexico and Canada should build a bridge? I just said that. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like right a pneumatic over. tube. Yeah. Yeah. Tube would be better. Everyone likes a good tube. 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 All right. Thank Shani. Thank yeah, you, Shani. Sorry thank for segueing so hard no. on you guys. Oh, no, Tom, it, thank dude. you so much for making me remember. That's all I got. Yes. This Say. is the, f- the I, guys. Before we leave, I just want to tell you two, and I would tell Mike this. I would. It wouldn't be a secret if he was here. But mm-hmm. I like to consider this one of the first ever full frontal podcasts. What? Wow. Oh. Hear me out. Okay. Sure. We we say so many truths. The kind yeah, of truths that of course, would be banned in, in times of, of, of the 50s and 60s where they really cared about what was on TV and Nixon was there and he was like, no, nah, no drugs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like we're, yeah. we're breaking boundaries yeah, no with drugs. this podcast like no other podcast has done. And I'm so proud of you I guys for asking me to do this with you. <laughs> yeah. Tom, you're yeah, so positive. Positive Tom. Thank you for gracing us with your eminence. Tom, th- thank you. If you have any uh, older listeners that are losing their minds, like Alzheimer's, this episode in particular will help them remember. <laughs> and yeah. it's all thanks to Tom here. What a good guy. Also, like, make sure you have uh, Play Next on and then just leave it alone. Yeah, just let yeah. them so, listen to all of them. Let them listen to the entire catalog of <laughs> Roast Mortem. If you have an right. elderly. Thanks for Shane, guys. <laughs> thank Bye, you. Guys. Love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. sorts means i like moose jerky and jacking off in bushes